Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. We're beginning a brand new series today called Thanks Living. Pastor Chesney and I have actually written a book. This book called Thanks Living. We'd like to give you a copy on your way out. You actually can pick up one if you don't have one already. And we wrote this book because we realized that going through the pandemic, a lot of things that we experienced, that the one thing that got us through was gratitude. I never will forget that uh, when we were going through that and and the, the pandemic was happening and you know, everybody's looking and, you know, even our churches, uh, our staff was getting a little antsy. It's like, what's going to happen? I went down to, the, uh, to Walgreens down here and I went and got everybody on our team a, a little notebook. I come back and we had our staff meeting. I gave it to them. I said, listen, I want to ask you to do me a favor. I said, I'm going to ask you every night, would you write down something that you're grateful for? Every night. So we started keeping a gratitude journal and I can tell you, it was that decision and, and the focus of gratitude that got us through that process that we were going through, through the pandemic. And so today, as we start this Thanksgiving, I want to share this with you, that gratitude is one of those emotions that when you express gratitude, it, it, makes, it gives you face value. Amen, everybody? It means that when you share gratitude, most of the time you smile, and it, it, it gives you more face value. I would say that gratitude is also this. Gratitude makes you a happier person. And study after study has shown that when you express gratitude, that you sleep better at night when you express gratitude. Uh, gratitude produces those endorphins inside of you that makes you feel good. It is the feel good that you're looking for. You don't have to toke it or smoke it. Pop it or drink it. Amen? You can just do it and you feel good. And today I would like to teach you some words today that I call the feel-good words. The words that when you, when you say these words sincerely, they, they have a way of just moving you up in life and, and making those endorphins and making you feel good. It, it's, the, it's the high that's legal. And these two words... I want you to say them with me. They're coming on the screen right now. Let's say them together. Here they are. What I want to say about those two words, they're so powerful, is these words are win-win. Because, you know, we can say, oh, thank you. Sarcastically, they mean nothing. But when we say these two words sincerely, when we say them sincerely, it changes everything. And so the reason it's win-win is because when we say these two words sincerely, thank you. Sincerely, what it does is that when when I say a a sincere thank you to you, then then hopefully it makes you feel better. It makes you feel, okay, you feel good inside because I said thank you to you. But when I say them thank you sincerely, it makes me feel better too. You agree with that? It's a win-win. Thank you is win-win when it's sincerely done. So right now, I would like for you to give a big, sincere thank you. Let's say them. You ready? Come on. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. 
Those words have the power to change your life. They have the power to change your home. They have the power to change your job. They have the power to change your classroom. They have the power to change you when you express thank you, gratitude. So today I want to talk to you about how to be thankful in the best and worst of times. Because remember, it's gratitude that changes you. You know, the gratitude attitude changes everything. So the first thing I want to tell you is this, is that if we're going to have the, if we're going to uh, be thankful in the best and worst of times, the first thing we have to do is choose to be thankful. It's a choice, everybody. We have to choose to be thankful. I want you to get your pen out because I'm going to ask you to circle uh, uh, some words and some phrases on your outline. We're about to read in this scripture. Look what it says. The Bible says this in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, and 18. He says, what's those first three words, everybody? Would you circle that phrase, be joyful always, pray continually, and then what's those next two words? Give thanks. Would you circle that? Give thanks. So be joyful always, pray continue, give thanks in all, uh, in all circumstances. But what I'd like for you to do is take a and draw an, a line, an arrow between be joyful always and give thanks. Would you just draw a line there to connect, connect those two phrases together? Because what I want you to know is this, is that there's a connection between being joyful and, and giving thanks. Did you hear that, everybody? Is that, is that if you want to, you say, well, I, I just feel a little down. Well, let me tell you something. If you express thanksgiving and you do some thanks, uh, 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 saying thank you and express gratitude, if you'll do that, it's amazing how that joy will come. Amen? Because, listen, a joyful heart is a thankful heart. When, when, you, express, when you express gratitude and, and thanksgiving, it's amazing how joy comes. Joyful heart's a thankful heart, and it comes through expressing. So you don't say, I don't know how to get out of this slump I'm in. I, I don't know how to get out of this depression, this, this depressed feeling I'm having. I'll tell you how. It start being thankful. Express gratitude. Amen, everybody? It changes everything. It changes everything. Now, the problem that we have in our culture is this, is that there's an enemy of gratitude, and the enemy of gratitude is this. The enemy of gratitude is complaining. Amen? Complaining. Oh, let me tell you this. Complaining is draining. It will drain the life right out of you. Amen? It will just suck the life right out of you. And, and here's the problem. How many of you know a complainer? Let me see your hands. All right, look at me. Don't look to the right or left. Look at me. Gonna start a fight right here in the church. Yeah, they're right here. That's what they're right there. Yeah, I live with them. Now just keep looking at me. Let me tell you something. A complainer will suck the life out of you. You, if you, you just, it, it will just, it will just drive all the life out of you. And and the problem is this in our culture is that is that we tune into complainers. You see, we t- on social media, when you get your news feeds on social media, it's always bad what's going on, people complaining. You know, it's, amaz- it's amazing how that when we tune into cable news, it's always complaining. When we turn on talk radio, it's always complaining. It's a- we are consumed with complainers, and we wonder why we're so unhappy. 
You, you can't be up when, you, when you're listening to people that are pulling you down, when you're choosing to listen to people pull you down. Amen? And so I got some news for you today. Why don't you turn off the bad news, turn on the good news, everybody. Amen? The Lord Jesus Christ, the Word of God. Turn it on. I would challenge you that when you're driving to work, why don't you just, why don't you get the news bites? Listen, you can get it at the top of the bottom of the hour. It doesn't change. Just get the news bite, news clips, and then turn on the Bible. Turn your Bible app on and listen to God's Word. It's amazing once you listen to the good news, how it will change you. And so many people have told me through the years, well, Pastor Jeff, I don't get nothing out of the Bible when I read it. That's all right. Don't worry about what you're getting out of it. It's what's getting in you that matters. It will change your life. Amen, everybody? See, it will come out when it needs to come out. Amen? Oh, boy, I'm about to preach. You better hold on. Amen. So I want to challenge you. Look at this verse again, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. He says this, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Would you go back and circle in that verse again, the, the two words, in all. Would you circle that? Because it's not for all, it's in all. You don't give thanks for all the bad things that happen in your life. Well, dear God, thank you that my tire just blew out right here on I-75 and I'm in the middle lane. Oh, God, thank you for that. No, no, no. It's not thank you for, it's thank you in. God, thank you right now that my tire just blew out. And God, I know you're with me right here. This traffic's all around me. People are cursing me, oh God. But Lord, I know that you're with me right now. Thank you that I'm alive. Amen, everybody. Thank you that I got breath right now, oh God. I thank you in this circumstance, not for it. I went to, uh, I will go and, and meet with pastors that churches are larger than ours because I want to learn, everybody. Amen. The moment that you think you know it all is the moment that you're done. So I, I, want to go, I met with this pastor in North Carolina, and he has a large church, and I was uh, talking with him, and I, I said, listen, I'll just 30 minutes of your time. And uh, so he gave me more than 30 minutes. And he said, and he told me a story about gratitude. He said, Jeff, he said, there's a couple in my church, and he called their name uh, Rick and Linda Hendrick. You may, have, uh, know, you may have heard of Rick and Linda Hendrick because they own a couple of NASCAR teams. It was Jeff Gordon drove for him and Chase Elliott. And also, if, you, if that, you're not familiar with NASCAR, you probably heard the little jingle on the radio. Rick Hendrick Chevrolet. Okay, that, that's about the best I can do, all right? Yeah, that's because I'm sort of a Ford man, all right. No, that's right, there we go. I know it, I'm gonna get booed to some of you. You know Ford's first on race day. Okay, now, all right. <laughs> all right, we just better move on from there. But what you may not know, of course, you would agree, man, these people have it all. I mean, they're super wealthy people. 2004, his brother John and John's two twin daughters and Rick and Linda's son were on a plane going to a race on a Sunday in Martinsville, Virginia. When the plane drew, uh, flew into the fog and actually somehow the plane crashed into a mountain. 
The family was at home. Rick and Linda, of course, was home awaiting the news on that late Sunday night because they thought they may be survivors. And while they were waiting, this pastor said, I was there with them. He said, I remember the moment that the news come in that there was no survivors. All had died. He said, in that very moment that that happened, he said, I experienced something I never experienced before. He said, Linda Hendrick dropped to her knees right there, this very wealthy lady. Dropped her knees right there. She lifted her hands high and she said, God, I promised you that I would praise you in the good times. And God, I'd praise you in the bad times. And this is a horrible time. Oh, God, my son is dead. My nieces are gone and my brother-in-law is gone. But God, you are still good. You're still God and you're still good. No matter what's happened, you're still God and good. Amen, everybody. That's praising God. That's giving thanks in the circumstance, not for the circumstance. And I want to challenge you. I have this card here. It's called a connection card. And I want you to check the box on the back of it. It says this, I will do my best to choose to be thankful. Amen, everybody. It's a choice. It's a choice and it changes your life. The second thing I would tell you this. Well, let's just see if you still remember our feel-good words. You remember, what are they, everybody? Oh, let's do a sincere thank you loud. Let's do it. You ready to come? Thank you. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. It changes everything. It changes your home when you express thank you. And it changes, it changes your job. It changes your classroom. It changes everything when you express thank you. The second thing I would say is this, is that is to share your thoughts or share your feelings of gratitude. Share your feelings of gratitude. Share those. Share the feelings of gratitude. The Bible says this in Romans 12 and 10. Look what it says. He says, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. What I want you to know is this, is gratitude is silenced by assumption. When you assume that people know how you feel about them is a, is a mistake. It's ingratitude. You see, stop assuming that everybody knows how you feel. You know, one time I met with a couple and the guy was a jerk. Just a jerk. Because they were having some problems and, and, the, and, the, and the guy said, well, pastor, I told her the day that I loved her that I loved her. And if anything changed, I let her know. So I don't say I love you. That's a jerk. That's an idiot. That's a dummy. Do I need to keep going on? Because everybody needs to hear it. Amen? Everybody needs to hear it. They need to hear it. It's amazing to me what, what you made understand is a thankful heart is a healing heart. Several years ago, I went to a men's retreat. And when I come back, one of the challenges I received was this, was to pray for your wife. Pray with your wife. Now, listen, I'm a pastor, and you think, well, that ought to be easy for you. No, it's not easy for me. Because, I don't know, there's just something about, you know, we all get busy, and, and, and it's just better for me to pray my time. She prayed was just available. So, so I said, no, I'm going to do this. So I come home, and I, I said, Rhonda, I said, would you mind if I pray with you at night before we, go to, before we go to bed? She said, Jeff, 
I wouldn't mind it, but Jeff, you can't pray 30 minutes. <laughs> that was a very, yeah, you can't be praying for 30 minutes. <clears throat> I guess she thinks I, she knew that I could get carried away. I said, no, 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 no. So we started that. And what I want to tell you is this, is that every night we get in the, you know, when we lay down, we'll lay and uh, we'll lay beside each other and hold each other's hand just like that. And that prayer hasn't probably changed a whole lot in the 10 to 12 years we've been doing it. It sounds like this. This is what I pray over her. I say, dear God, I just want to say thank you for Rhonda because she is a wonderful wife. She's a great mother. She's a wonderful daughter. And God, thank you, Lord, for her because she's a great partner in this ministry that, that you've given us to do. And I can tell you her prayer, what it's going to be tonight, what it was last night. Dear God, thank you for Jeff. He's a good man. He loves me. He takes care of me. He's a good father. Thank you for Jeff. I'm going to tell you something. Those words never get old. And today you may say that pastor is no good. No, I'm a good man. Say, so why do you say that? Because she told me I was last night. <laughs> Amen, everybody. She told me I was. It gave me something to live up to this morning. This morning, maybe, maybe I wanted her to hurry up this morning because we might have been running a little bit late, but I didn't go say it because I'm a good man. She told me I was a good man. I, good, I can't go in there and say, come on, we're going to be late. No, no, I can't do that. I'm, I'm a good man. What I want to tell you, I don't know about where you are in your relationship, but I can tell you there's been many times that Rhonda and I, we have these discussions. You might call them arguments or fights, but we call them discussions. And what I want to tell you is that when we begin to say this prayer together, which is no more than basically expressing gratitude to God for each other, I can tell you this, our discussions went down as our gratitude went up. Amen, everybody? And that's what you need. It's the medication that you need. It's what you need in your home. It's the change that you're desiring is that you begin to express gratitude to the people around you. Don't wait to tell you. Don't wait to tell your mother or your grandmother or your father or your grandfather how much you love them when they die and when they're laying in a casket. Tell them now. Amen. Tell them now. My grandmother used to say, don't give, me, don't give me my flowers when I die. Give them to me now. Give these words now. Speak it now. Share it now. Let them know what they mean to you. Amen, everybody. Let them know. Let them know. Let them know. You see, I got a wonderful friend, Diane Carden, here. She, she shared something a long time ago with me I never forgot. She says, you know, when you begin to count other people's blessings, you become hateful. But when you count your own blessings, you become grateful. Amen, everybody. And so, listen, stop, stop scrolling and, and hating everybody and start just thinking a moment and counting your own blessings, what God's done for you. Amen, everybody. There was a guy by the name of uh, Eddie Rickenbacker. This guy was a World War II a World War I pilot and World War II pilot. He fought in both wars. He had a crew of men that was flying across the Pacific Ocean. 
when their plane went down in the ocean. Somehow, miraculously, they survived. They had a raft, and they have a few rations that they were able to put into that raft. Back then, you know, back then, we didn't have the technology now. Nobody knew where they were. They were hundreds of miles away from land. Nobody knew where they were immediately, so they had to survive. While they were out there in that raft surviving, they, they fought sharks. They fought all kinds of, of, of things that were coming against them, and one of the greatest things that they fought was hunger. They, because after eight days, the rations had went out. They, they had nothing else to, to eat. And so they looked at each other, and they decided that they would have a prayer. They would pray together, and they would ask God to help them because after eight days, they thought nobody was going to ever find them. And so they said a prayer together. And while after they said that prayer, they said that uh, Eddie took his hat and he pulled it down like this over his face. He laid his head back against the raft like this and just sort of in despair. And the rest of them did as well. Everybody got quiet after that prayer. He said he laid back there and his head was laid back just a few minutes. And he said all of a sudden, as he closed his eyes, he felt something on top of his head, on top of his hat. And he said he just opened his eyes real slow and he looked at the other guys and they were just looking at him. So he knew that something was on his hat. And so he eased his hands up. He got them gradually going up, and he reached up and grabbed it, and it was a seagull. He pulled the seagull down, and they actually survived. They ate part of that seagull, and they used the other parts of that seagull to fish for more fish. And I want to tell you that they would catch fish with parts of that seagull, then they'd eat the fish, and they'd take parts of the fish and fish for more fish, and they survived 26 days because of that seagull that landed on his head. It was said that you could go to Florida and every Friday night you'd watch a man walk down a dock with a bucket of shrimp in his hand. And it was Mr. Eddie Reckenbacker. And he'd take that shrimp and he'd throw it out there to the seagulls and feed the seagulls every night. And he'd say, thank you. Thank you. Because if it wasn't for that seagull, they would not have survived. And today, I just want to tell you something, my friends. You may not need a seagull, but you do need a Savior. Amen, everybody? Amen. You may not, you, it's not a seagull that you need, a, you need a Savior. And what does a Savior do? A Savior that we're talking about is not someone that just saves you so you can go to heaven. That's part of it. But the other part is so that the life that you're living right now, you have somebody inside of you speaking to you, helping you move and make good decisions. And without the Savior, you'll be lost and you'll make decisions that will hurt you. But when you have the Savior living inside of you, it changes everything. And my friend, I'd like for you today to have the opportunity on this Friends Day to meet my friend. His name is Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you, he saved me. Because I, you see, you don't, you don't know my family. You don't know my background. There's a bunch of alcoholics and divorced people and incarcerated people in my family tree. And the only difference in my life and their life is because I met the Savior, everybody. I met the Savior. So today, right now, I want to give you the opportunity to meet the Savior. You know what? The thing is that you don't have to be embarrassed to do this right where you're seating. I'd like everyone to bow your heads and those of you online as well, just bow your heads. And right now, not even out loud, but as I pray this prayer, if you'll make it your prayer and you'll mean it in your heart, sincerely, God will change you. 
Would you say this inside your heart and mind, not even out loud, dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. I need a Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to do your will. Guide me. Lead me. Forgive me. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me and saving me. Amen. Amen, everybody. Come on, let's give God a hand for all the people that prayed that prayer. Those of you that prayed that prayer in the room and online, there's a line that said, I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower on the back of this card. I want you to check that box before you leave today. And I want to send you something in the mail to help you on your journey because I want you to know my friend, Jesus, and I want to help you get to know him, that he can save your life. So, everybody, remember, what are our feel-good words? What are they? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's say them again. Thank you. Thank you. The more you say thank you, the more that you're going to feel better about life. It changes everything. The third thing I'd like to share with you is this, number three, is that we want you to express gratitude to God. Express gratitude to God. We said, first of all, we have to choose to be thankful. Then we had to make sure that we would share our feelings of gratitude. And now is express gratitude to God. At Colossians 3.17, look what it says. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. What's those next two words, everybody? Giving thanks. Giving thanks. Giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. The Bible tells us over and over and over to express thanks to God. See, when you express thanks to God, it makes it easier to express thanks to people. Because, see, let me tell you this. It's hard to be hateful when you're grateful. If there's any words, if there's any, any culture, any community that needs to hear that, ours does. Amen? Is that so many people are hateful because they're ungrateful. Let me tell you something. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for you. It doesn't matter if we agree on everything or not. I'm grateful for you. You know, I, that's what I love about, of course, I said Miss Vivian's here, but she can tell you that I try to express my gratitude to all of our officials that serve our community. I try to express, just to let them know that somebody here thank God for them. Why don't we talk about, okay, what letter's in front of your name? We never talk about that. It's just, I thank God for you. Amen, everybody? It's just be thankful and grateful. The Bible says this again. He says, give thanks to God the Father through him. There's a guy by the name of Rudyard Kipling. He was a British author. And what you may not know is this, is that through his popularity in his era of writing, people bought his books and man, he became a wealthy man. And a, a very cynical reporter come to him one day and said this, said, Mr. Kipling, I've heard that you've sold so many books that they've calculated it, that every word that you've written is worth $100 to you. 
Every word's a hundred. Every word that's written on the page is you made a hundred dollars off every word. And he says, Mr. Kipling, I just want to ask you a question. He reaches into his pocket and that reporter pulls out a hundred dollar bill and again with a sort of a snarl, Mr. Kipling, will you give me one of those hundred dollar words now? So Mr. Kipling reached out, took the reporter's hundred dollar bill, folded it up, put it in his pocket, looked him right in the eye and said, thanks. <laughs> Amen, everybody. Let me tell you, the most valuable words that you will ever speak are those two words that we said are feel-good words. What are they, everybody? Thank you. The Bible says in Psalms 118 and 1, look what it says. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is what, everybody? He is good, and his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, everybody. Why? Because he is what? And his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, everybody. Why? Because he is, and his mercy endures forever. You know what? I love it. We're in that season now where we're having a lot of children being born uh, as a part of our congregation. We believe in church growth. Yes, we do. Matter of fact, I love it. I love doing the marriage series in February because I know that in the fall we're going to have children. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's amazing because I would see these babies, you know, and these, I love to watch them grow up. And being a pastor, as long as I have in this church, I get to see a lot of them grow up, get to see grandchildren now. But uh, every time, it's amazing, I, there, there'll be a, 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 a young mother who have a baby and she's walking around here with it and I'm going over you know it's probably the baby's probably six months old or something like that and I'll go up and I'll go hey goo goo ah, and they'll cry Rhonda said Jeff you're freaking them out I said well I, I she said yeah, it's the face you're using I said Rhonda only got one But I'll say that baby, I'll, I'll see that baby, and it'll have, maybe it'll have something in its hand or has a little pacifier or something, and it'll, it'll drop it. I'll reach down, and I'll, I'll pick it up, and I'll hand it back to the mother or to the child. And this never fails. The mother will look at that little baby six months old and say, what do you say? I'm interested because I've never heard a six-month-old baby talk. I'm like, what are they going to say? He said, what do you say? What do you say? And that mom would say, say, thank you. One of the first lessons that we teach our children, thank you. Thank you. This morning, I want to teach you this. When you wake up in the morning and your alarm goes off and you're able to pull those covers back, and you're able to get out of that bed, the first thing you should do is, you should say, God, you are good, thank you. When you teenagers get up tomorrow morning and you have a roof over your head and you have food to put in your stomach, the first thing you should say is, God, you are good, thank you. When you have a car to drive and to get you from where you are to where you need to go, the thing you need to say is, God, you are good. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. When you, when, when you walk down that hallway of that school, it may seem like you don't have a friend in the world, but you need to know that God is with you. And you need to say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. When you, when you, when you go into that job that, that seems like it can be trouble, you need to say, God, you provided for me. You give me a place to work. And today I walk in this door and I say, thank you, God. 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 Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are good. 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 You're a good God. Hallelujah. He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a good God. I say thank you. Look me in the eye. God has been good to you. He's 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 been good to you. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.